Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Movie Time again. And uh, after our last movie, Possum, that we just covered, I couldn't help but want to revisit this movie. This is one of those movies that I've always been, I don't want to say curious. Let's just say that the trailer when I was a kid. This came out in 78. The movie's called Magic, by the way. I haven't got to that part yet. Um, this movie terrified me just from the trailer. Uh, didn't see it for years. Of course, I was eight years old when I saw the trailer for this. There's three trailers that I can think of that, that terrified me as a kid. One was Phantasm. Two was The Shining. A little later on than this movie. You know, it's it's Jack Nicholson running around in the maze in the snow with the axe, the haunting music, him limping and walking. I mean, it was, you know, you didn't know what was going on. That's what made it scary, especially for a kid. And then there was this trailer for this movie, which you don't see anything but the mannequin talking to the screen. And it was like he was looking through the TV right at you or me at the time um, absolutely horrifying and uh, for that factor alone it took me years to finally get around to watching this movie lo and behold this is a very interesting film to watch the possum is kind of a grown up version of this I mean it's got some deeper details to it that deal with, you know, the actual person that's using the puppet, you know, there's a lot more to that movie than, than you really get in this movie, but this movie just, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's that sweet spot for me again, 1978 horror thriller, it's more of a psychological horror movie than anything, um, if you're expecting a slasher, or if you're expecting a Chucky type scenario, Child's Play, where you know this thing comes alive. Um, you know, it's not going to happen, right? This is all uh, in our main character's head. Uh, let's read a synopsis for this real quick. Corky, a failed magician, adopts a new ventriloquist act with an abrasive dummy named Fats. And suddenly finds himself uh, lined up for a television show. But when the unbalanced Corky fears that he won't pass the required mental exam, he runs away with the fats to his hometown where he meets uh, an old love from high school. Let's just leave it there. It's, it goes on and on. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. We've got Richard Attenborough as the director. Um, involved in a lot of things, right? Great Escape, some of the Jurassic Park stuff, or Bridge Too Far, I mean, Miracle on 40th, 43rd, 34th Street. 
uh, you know, so you've, you've, you've got some, some clout here, right? Um, yes, I know Spielberg, right, Jurassic Park, but this guy was involved, for sure. Uh, let's talk about this stellar cast. The cast is very small, but man, what a cast. This is, it's, it's Anthony Hopkins. This is the first thing I remember seeing Anthony Hopkins in. And he plays Corky. He's the magician that, uh, is not doing so well. We got Anne Margaret. Now, all my friends really know that I like Anne Margaret. For many reasons. Um, <laughs> so, another draw. We got Burgess Meredith up in here. I mean, how do you go wrong with Burgess Meredith, right? And uh, we also got Ed Lauder in this. Ed Lauder, is, I mean, he's in every 70s flick, right? Uh, the Longest Yard. I mean, just he's, he's always kind of a baddie and everything, right? Or a police officer. Uh, one more person to bring up is Jerry Hauser. Jerry Hauser uh, is in one of my favorite sports movies, Slapshot. Uh, Killer Carl is his character. Uh, I need to do Slapshot on this on this show for sure. Uh, so, man, you know what can you say? What a cast! This is this is super seventies casting right here. Um, you got. Goldsmith doing the music. You can't go wrong with that. And it's just, again, this is that sweet spot, late 70s. This is this is just an era of film that I just love because it's you're getting movies that really shouldn't be on a higher budget but ended up there, and you put a good cast behind it, and it sells. And... I don't know. I just I love the production value in these flicks. They're so slick and pristine, but still have an edge to them. So it's just my preference, right? I just I like this time period. Most people don't like these because they're mainly slow burns, right? This one technically is a slow burn. I'll give you that, right? But let's get into it. Anthony Hopkins plays Corky. Corky is a magician, and we see him getting on stage, and he's trying to perform, and he goes back, and he's got a mentor who is pretty much on his deathbed. And he is ironically named Merlin. Uh, but that's a stage name. And uh, he is passing his knowledge on to Corky to be this great sleight-of-hand magician, right? So Corky gets on stage and bombs. Doesn't go well. But he goes back and tells Mar Merlin that everything went great because he doesn't want to disappoint him. So... Corky's got this problem with failure. Uh, he, he, he's not good at dealing with failure. And it kind of cuts from there to, you know, Merlin telling him, you've you got to find a way to communicate to the crowd. You can do the tricks. That's not the problem. The problem is your, your communication level. Well, then it cuts to later on. And when I mean later on, like, could be months, could be years. But Burgess Meredith is sitting in this little bar, same bar that he failed at earlier, that Corky failed at, and he's brought a guy from NBC to come check out Corky. And he gets on stage, he tries to do a, a card trick, and it doesn't go well, and all of a sudden you hear this voice from the back saying, I could have done that better. 
So he gets off the stage and goes, and he comes back, and he's got a mannequin that looks just like Corky, right? Which is the dummy I was talking about in the in the commercial. And they do this great skit. the 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 puppet is very much like, well, all the ones that we can think of, especially in recent years, where they're, you know, a little racy with what they say. I wouldn't say racy. Uh, you know, uh, they got an edge to it, right? And uh, he's using language that a, that you wouldn't think a puppet would use, right? Ends up being a successful show. Burgess Meredith wants to work out a deal with him, become his manager. And everything's going great. NBC is excited, and they're wanting him to have his own TV show, like a, you know, a series. And everything's fine and well, except they want him to take a medical exam. And he says, no deal. I'm not doing it. So obviously there's something up, right? So out of all this, to, to get away from his manager, which, you know, Burgess Meredith is saying, you got to quit being a bum. You know, <laughs> he doesn't say that, but it'd been awful awesome if he did. But uh, Corky runs away and goes back to his old hometown, and he's got a cab driver, which is Jerry Hauser, as I said earlier, Killer Carl from uh, Slapshot. He's driving him around, and he's taking him back to the old hi- the old house. And Corky is looking out the window, and he can see his family there, right? Even though they're not really there, they they they're all gone. They've all died. No real explanation. Did he kill him? We don't know. But you know, that's that's getting a little deeper into the problem of this of this movie. Um, then he goes to the graveyard where his family is, and he's and he's again seeing images of his mom out there uh, putting flowers on the grave of, of the, the dad, I guess, who passed away. So he's having all these memories of being a kid, and he goes out to this one place to stay. And it's ran by Ann Margaret, who's Peggy Ann Snow. Now, she's a love interest that he had in school. Well, I say love interest. He had a crush on her, right? So, you know, he's got all these mental problems, and he's, and he's working on a career, but then he finds the one thing that is a weakness for all men, Ann Margaret. <laughs> and, you know, for a while there, you're thinking, all right, this dude is going to get on the right track because, hey, he found Ann Margaret. And when they first meet, you know, she's introduced him to, he, he, he's wanting a place to stay, no questions asked, just he wants a quiet place that nobody knows where he is so he can get away from Burgess Meredith. And uh, he uh, <laughs> he goes in, in into the room after she tells him where everything is, and he's like, she didn't recognize me because they went to high school together. Well, she gets back to her room, and she says, he didn't recognize me. And then we get a little, you know, storytelling here of, you know, they knew each other, but he was always too quiet. But he did have a crush on her. Never made any moves. She ended up marrying her sweet sweetheart, high school sweetheart, who's Duke, played by Ed Louder. And, uh, you know, he stays gone all the time. He is hunting and fishing. He, I think he had a career in maybe real estate or something, but it didn't go well, so he's just kind of on the cuff of just disappearing all the time. Doing what? Who knows? Very jealous. Very protective. But he's the one that can run around, right? So you know the story there. Uh, 
well, as things go on, of course, you know, he's going to try to get, you know, Corky's going to try to get closer to Anne Margaret, Peggy Ann's note, and uh, get to know her better. And they end up hitting it off, and he ends up doing this magic trick where it's two deck of cards and gets her to pull a card out of one, and he's going to pull the same card out of his deck, which requires this level of uh, mind reading, right? And he uses this, and he gets really upset when it doesn't go right the first time and says she's not thinking hard enough, and he gets kind of aggressive with her. And uh, so kind of makes things kind of odd there for a little bit. So you can kind of see how quickly he can explode when things don't go right, which is really what we're getting at with this, right? And not to mention not only with, with, with the dummy, with the mannequin, it's there all the time, right? So even when, you know, he's sitting by himself and stuff, he's still talking back and forth to himself through the dummy. So claims that he's just doing it for the show, but it's obviously a split personality kind of thing, right? You know where this is going. Um, out of this, Duke ends up showing up later on and... He doesn't like that he's there, accuses her of messing around, which they did. And uh, so they're planning on just leaving Duke, and they hit the road together. And he's even contemplating leaving the dummy behind, which is named Fats, by the way. And uh, I, I tell you, I, it's <sighs> Anthony Hopkins. I mean, I know we, we celebrate him a lot. This is no different. I mean, this performance in this movie is really incredible. This is a really, really great performance of his dealing with this split personality thing where he decides that he's going to, you know, leave the dummy and she's going to leave Duke and they're going to run off together. Lo and behold, Burgess Meredith shows up. He finds the cab driver who took him all the way out there and gets him to talk. So he chases him down. And he notices that Corky can't talk without the dummy. And he challenges him to five minutes. Just set it down for five minutes and let's just talk. And he can't do it. So he's seeing that there is obviously something mentally wrong going on here. Well, eventually, things get bad. Burgess Meredith is going to leave. And he beats Burgess Meredith to death with the dummy out in the, out in the woods. And then tries to get rid of the body, tries to drown him. And things just spiral out of control from there. Uh, I'm not going to give too much more away. But uh, I'm telling you folks, you, you need to see this one. This is, a, this is a, a well-made film. And like I said, Hopkins' performance in this is, is just... He's so believable. And, you know, he gets to the point to where... There's, you know, a few people that's been knocked off in this story. And he decides, again, I'm going to throw this dummy into a case. Not going to open it again. And he hears the dummy say, I'll tell. He's like, you'll tell what? I'll tell everything. One night when we we're performing, I'm just going to slip and tell that there's bodies out here in this lake. And all this stuff. So, his own... His own inner self is, you know, holding him, holding him hostage out of all this. And it just gets crazy, folks. 
and uh, I'm going to kind of leave it there. But uh, highly recommend this. Again, sweet spot for me. I just love this time frame of movies. Uh, and like I said, and Mar- Margaret, you, you can't go wrong. Stellar cast, great production, great movie. Uh, and I tell you, it sticks with you. It's bothersome. So give this one a check. It is on Tubi for free, so you can watch it there. And uh, let me know what you think about this one. I give it, I'm playing it safe. I'll give it a four out of five. It's probably more of a five out of five because it is a really, really great film. Uh, And like I said, if you're expecting, you know, a slasher, this is not it, right? This This is slow burn storytelling that by the end of it, you're exhausted because you've gone on this emotional roller coaster. And uh, so well done. All right, folks, that's it for this one. Make sure you check out Magic from 1978 with that scary dummy in it. Now, I'm not talking about Anthony Hopkins. I'm talking about the actual dummy, Fats. <laughs> All right, folks, we will check you later. Dr. Cool